Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone. Uh, before we start today's episode, I just need to let you know that, unfortunately, midway through the episode, uh, Tony's microphone seems to have come unplugged. We didn't actually notice it at the time of recording, but listening back to it right now, I've just noticed that, yeah, at some point he goes a little bit echoey. So it's only about 10 or 15 minutes of the overall episode, but it does sound a little bit odd. I tried my best to fix it with sort of editing techniques and things like that. But just to let you know, in case you hear something, you think, oh, well, why has the audio gone a bit weird? That is why. Fingers crossed, the episode is still very enjoyable for you, but I wanted to address it anyway, just in case. Well, you didn't enjoy it. <laughs> but anyway, for now, I'm going to stop talking and let the episode roll. Hope you enjoy. Hello one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass. I'm your host, Sam, from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass. And I'm Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. Yes, you are. Uh, each week we get together, we talk about cars, motorsport, F1, car, what else? Cars? Cars. We talk cars, about cars, cars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can watch us on YouTube.com forward slash Behind the Glass. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications. And Tony, if people want to support this podcast, what should they do? Watch it. No. <laughs> But also head to Patreon. You can support us on patreon.com forward slash behind the glass. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the episode. I've kind of missed you. It's been a few weeks, actually. We, we yeah. recorded, well, yeah, two, two or even maybe three weeks ago. We did two episodes in one week yeah. uh, because I went away. I've been away and I haven't seen you. Where have you been? Oh, I've been everywhere. I know you've been busy, boy. Uh, I've actually been too busy. Like, I'm feeling a little bit ruined today. Uh, my body's starting to fall apart. My sort of eyes twitching oddly. Lack Does of sleep. your eye? Well, you know when you get overtired and your eye start twitches flickering. a bit? Yeah. First sign of blindness, that, mate. Don't say that. No, 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 no. You need to go to the optician, mate. No. You can't have your eyes flickering like that. Well, no, What's you wrong freak me out. I, I, you Not know, a headlight. You know my best mate, Rob. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, we, when we were about 17 or 18, he went through a stage. <laughs> Maybe he, he might not mind me saying this. He used to poo himself. <laughs> like, I can believe like, that. Like, like fairly regularly. Like not a lot, but like fairly regularly. And my mum once said like, oh, you've got to be careful. That's the first sign of AIDS. <laughs> and his face. And he was like, <gasps> so then whenever it happened in the future, I was like, oh, mate. AIDS. It's he, coming. He doesn't find it very funny. No. Uh, anyway, so yes, I, I, I've missed you. I've been away. Uh, we haven't recorded an episode for a few weeks, so it is good to be back. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello to all our lovely viewers and listeners and patrons. Uh, thank you so much for your continued support. We've had some great feedback and comments on the episodes that have gone out the last few weeks. Yeah. And we are 46,500 subscribers. Still quite a long way to go to 50k. Well, we've only got a month. Which, yes, as I say, was our target for the end of the year. So if you haven't been following recently, we set ourselves this goal of 50,000 subscribers on the Behind the Glass YouTube channel by the end of the year. It is the 1st of December today, day of recording, so we've literally got a month to go. It seems like an uphill battle. It's touch and go, touch and go. Touch and go, but we'll see. So yes, if you are listening or watching here on the YouTube channel and you haven't subscribed yet, please do. Uh, We would appreciate it massively. Mm. Uh, Anyway, what have you been up to? What's been going on the last few weeks? Well, not a great deal, to be (laughs) honest. I mean, I'm not... I mean, we're just okay at work, like just like ticking over, you know, like nothing, no fireworks for sure. But I think I've said before, this is always the quietest quarter for us, essentially. So October, November, December is always quieting down. Still a shortage of cars, obviously. But uh, oh, by the way, everyone, ladies and gentlemen, car prices have really dropped off over the last six or eight weeks. Really? Yeah, and, and it's obviously because of demand as well, but but anyone that's either in the business or has been trying to sell their car, um, they'll know that if they've been getting prices over the last six months that, that prices have come off. But that's because the market, the market has dropped off, as in the retail market has dropped off. But there is still a shortage of cars in terms of there's no new cars still. 
Sorry. So are prices back to the pre-insanity, or have they just sort of eased off slightly? No, they've just eased off. They've okay. not. They've not. They won't. They won't go down that quick. The only time they'll really start going back down is when the manufacturers catch up and start pumping cars out and giving out new cars. ten or fifteen grand off a new car. That that's when they'll start to really fall. But again, that's not going to happen anytime soon. Um, and actually, I thought that maybe into the start of next year, it would start to come good again and the manufacturers would catch up. But I think we've got another year of it, mate. Well, yes. From, from what I'm hearing. It's exactly the yeah. same. Whoever I speak to, I mean, these delays are not going anywhere far. For sure. Um, and so, yeah, new car deliveries, I think, are, yeah, I mean, a, a long way away. So Yeah, it's not just the new car deliveries. It, it's obviously the surplus stuff that they always make. So if you go to Land Rover or wherever to order a car, they'll give you a, a, a date. Now, in general, that will be... Eight to twelve weeks in general. At the moment, it's probably six or nine months for a car, if you're lucky. But what normally they would have is a compound full of cars. All, yeah, they just ordered a ton. They uh, just yeah built a ton of them, and yeah. and they're maybe not quite to your spec, but they've got a ton of them, and they go well. You know, it's nine months. It's twelve weeks for a new one, or you can have this one here. Maybe it's not quite the right colour, or blah 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 blah. But we're going to give you some money off. So, do you want this one? That's how I ended up with the five forty C. Let's not forget. Yeah, even yeah. McLaren were doing it. They yeah. all do. They all do it, mate. Um, Porsche and Ferrari less so, but they all do it. Um, but that's obviously not not a thing. So there's, there's no, no surplus, and there's, there's no surplus, a, and new cars are taking forever to get here. Correct. Yeah. So, and then as well, some manufacturers are saying. Um, with especially with the high spec stuff, depends on the manufacturer, of course. Um, you can't have this with it, so you can't have the Burmester if it's Mercedes, or you can't have a pan roof if it's an Audi, or you know, there's certain stuff. So you go for like the four sprung or the premium plus in Audi and Mercedes, and there just isn't stuff available, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. just not available. So at that point, you then move on to because for me, both a pan roof and a and Burmester, Burmester is very important for me. On a Mercedes. On a Mercedes, sure. yeah, yeah. And and like Harman Kardon in a BMW and Bose B- in a Bose. B- what's, is it B&O in an Audi? What's B- it? B&O and Bose in an Audi yeah. and um, Bose and... Basically the premium hi-fi. The, the, premium, the premium sound system. Yeah. For sure, yeah. yeah. But half of it's not available. Yeah. BMW have been a, being a little bit different, have been a little bit clever. So with their high-end stuff, as in X5s, M3s, They've kind of kept the head-up display and the Harman Kardon and all the extras for them cars. But if you want a normal one, like a normal 3 Series, and you want to load it up, no chance. It's oh, okay, not a thing. So you have to go the full spec. If you want that stuff, you've got to, you've got to go up to the top. You've got to go up to the yeah. M cars and stuff. So they're all they're all working differently, but they're, you know, they're all trying to punt cars out. But there's also another reason why I think we're going to be 2023 before we catch up is because, obviously... Every month and every year, there's a bigger uptake on electric vehicles. Well, they use five or ten times more chips than a normal combustion car. Oh, wow. So, so they're, they're, they're almost taking away the chips from the, the There's from more the of a load, cars. mate. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And actually, from what I know... Or what you've been told. Or what I've been told. No, no, no. This is, unrepeatable source. No, this is, what, this is what I know. My mate Bob said... There are... <laughs> there are some electric vehicles on the ground, pre-built, ready to go. So, for example, Fiat 500s. The um, electric ones, which yeah, we love. Yeah, the good car. Of, yeah, yeah. there were a lot of money though, mate. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you get one on a lease deal. But if you're going to go and actually buy one, I mean, no one does it anymore, really, in general. There are a few quid, yeah. 10,000 quid more than a petrol or diesel. Well, not, I don't think they do a diesel anymore. But but yeah, in general, I, I think there are some electric cars that you can just go and buy, but there's no combustion engine cars for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I you know, we, we've been aware of this for such a long time and, and it's interesting to hear your insights and thoughts that it's going to take, yeah, a considerable amount of time for the new car market to catch up, I guess, with, with mm. the used market. But also interesting to hear that prices are sort of cooling off a bit i of course in my manic search for my next daily which we'll 
we'll uh, talk about later on in this podcast. Uh, I'm staring at auto trader prices day in, day out. Uh, and it's been interesting to assess that. And also, I think the thing which I'm noticing more recently is cars aren't necessarily shifting as quickly. Of course There not. was a period six months ago where stuff was just gone. Like, you know, you, you liked anything, you saved anything to your auto trader save list. And two days later, it was gone. Where mm. now cars I'm noticing are, are sticking around a bit longer. Again, you're probably right. Time of year has got something to do with that. For sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, interesting as well, sort of value-wise. And, and maybe it's a chance to, if you've been keeping an eye on a certain car, go in with a bit of a low-ball offer and see if someone's willing to uh, to shift a car. Well, that's another problem. that Dealers, well, I am at least, and I know quite a few dealers, they are still standing hard because you can't, you still can't replace the stock. Fine. So although, you bought a certain level, and yeah, but you know, if you can't replace, yeah, the, the cars, uh, and uh, you know, they're not, they're not really dipping like they normally. They, they have dropped off, but they're not like they're dipping like they normally are. But when you sell a car, it's still hard to replace it. You know, it's still difficult because there's still no new cars, so there's no used cars. So, yeah, they're, they're, they'll. I will be amazed if a lot of de- dealers are doing unbelievable deals on cars. There's obviously always going to be the odd one or two, but we're definitely not. Yeah, for sure. I, I called three dealers this week to inquire about different my next dailies. <laughs> no, no money off. No money. No, off. no, no. As in, like, almost laughed at me, like yeah, almost yeah, yeah. sniggered, like for sure. Like, no, 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 no. no. I was like, oh, okay, I'm just going to call Tony and check if that's right. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. Uh, okay, so here's your five-minute window. Uh, what what have you got on the forecourt at the minute? What do you want to shout about? What can people check out? Well, I, I do actually need some cars, oddly enough. I mean, I'm not des- I'm not desperate to, to, to buy stuff, but I always like to stock up. Another little trick for you all. Oh. I always like to stock up this time of year because in general the market always picks up in January. So the first quarter of next year is always busy in the motor trade. You'd think it wouldn't be. Um, and I've got a couple of other businesses that are dire in January because everyone spent all their money. So is YouTube. The, yeah, dire in January, go. so yeah. The motor trade is completely different. January, February can be a bit odd. March is obviously very good. So the first quarter can, can be really good. So what I normally try and do as a business, the main dealers work opposite to me is that they try to shed all their stock well, I try and consume Bring it. Bring it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah, yeah. in January it's going to be worth more. Okay. Because of the demand again. So, so I was giving you a chance to uh, advertise some of your current stock, but actually, actually what <laughs> you want to do, do is, yeah, you don't want to do that. Don't you want to buy yeah. In December, I don't want to sell bye, bye. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. The usual plea? The usual plea, please. Not, not to three years? <laughs> not to three years. Yeah, there okay, go. Yeah, well done. Uh, SUV, uh, sports performance, hot hatch, anything not to three-year-old. Uh, you know the drill now. You've all been on my website, most of you, I, I assume. Um, and, and I've got some nice SUVs at the moment. Oh, well, mm. uh, funnily enough, yes, oh. you do. I've, I've been having a look, actually. Uh, Levante S. Yes. Very lovely. Yes. Stelvio Quadrifoglio. I'm not going into this again. I've got someone not, on that not, car. Oh, well, good. Good. I'm glad. Um, you've got an X5 30D? 30D. Big spec one, yeah. Big spec. But for me, so I have been looking at the X5s and I do want to come back to this later because we've got lots of other things to talk about. But for the Minex Elliot, the M50D with the performance yep. kit. Yep. I want the M performance. I want all the stupid wings because yep. then it's like stance car. Fair enough. Um, something else you had which really caught my eye. Go on. What list? I've, I've got. Uh, I've got a GLC sixty three yes, coupe yes. coming. Yes, um, which is a nice car on a seventy plate. Again, good luck trying to get a new one of them from Merck at the moment. They'll be a year easily. Um, yeah, I've just. I've just got, got some, got nice, some nice cars. Got a new shape M three, which I'm driving at the moment. Yeah, I've just got. I've just got some nice cars at the minute. To uh, be fair, would you like um, uh, uh, an Abarth, lightly driven? Um, to, well, to an, uh, well, I, uh, in general, yes, but oh. it's, just, it's oh. just a little bit too old for me, mate. Like I said, I will help you if I've got to, but I really like to stick to naught to three <laughs> year old. Yeah, I know. I'm winding you up, and also I owe everyone an update and explanation as to what's going on with the. Do you? Uh, well, yes, because it basically died. I put it on stories. I put it in a video. I feel like six months ago and then just haven't addressed it. Yeah. Um, long story short, the, the battery died. I think from the tractor, I think it got too hot and the battery died. And I mean, that was it. The car didn't die. It just needed a new battery. It needed a new battery. Yeah. So I was a bit aggressive by being like, oh, the Abarth's dead. And it, it wasn't very aggressive, yeah. But I was so busy. I didn't really have a chance to sort of properly get into it. But thanks, huge thanks to George at Duke of London, uh, sorted it for me. So it's the car's fixed. It's car's fixed, back to life, living its best life. Uh, needs an MOT now. But, um, but I think... 
within the hunt for my next daily, uh, the few other things that I've got planned for next year, I think it's probably going to go, which is uh, ridiculous. I mean, both those cars I bought in lockdown, the 911 and the Abarth, bit of, oh, well. Has it got a bath service issue, that car? Uh, independent. Okay, fair. Yeah. Um, and it's obviously modified. Mm-hmm. I, I want to still do something with it. Like, I still want to do a road trip in it because I feel like that that has to happen, like to Wales or Cornwall or something. Um, but it's it's probably going to be sold. I don't know. I, I need to do a video. I need to update you all. Some of you are going to be very upset and disappointed. Coming soon that, on the main channel. Coming soon on the main channel. <laughs> hey, see? I learn from you. You learn from me. There we go. So, shall we or can we talk about my road trip? Because you are more than welcome. A lot happened. And there's a lot in it that we need to discuss. And starting off with... Finale Mondiali and the launch of the Daytona SP3. Yeah, well... We haven't really talked about this. We haven't talked about it, no. And me and Paul were fuming <laughs> because we were messaging you frantically saying, Sam, we want some exclusives. Send some pictures, please. Okay, I'm on it. I'll do the best I can. <laughs> Sam, where are the pictures? No, 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 it's not getting released in the morning. We saw it about three hours before <laughs> on social media. So I don't know what you were doing, mate. So can we just say a few things? Oh, let me clear this up. <laughs> So, you were both so annoying, by the way. <laughs> I was there with Shell. Yeah. Part of this campaign I've been doing with them, obviously did the trips with uh, the Nissan Leaf, mm. um, uh, the, the Nismo race car, and then this was looking more at what they're doing in Formula One with their partnership with Ferrari. Something like so I'm there with Shell. And we know that this special new car is being launched. I think that'll be great. I can't wait to find out. So, as I arrived, the team from Ferrari say, oh, look, we were looking through your schedule, and the only thing that we're going to have a problem with is the unveiling of the new Icona car. I went, huh? Why is that a problem? They went, well, because we've got a very small, tiny select group of media here. They are the only ones that are allowed to access it. Uh, it will be unveiled on Saturday night, and then on Sunday it will be in the paddock and you can film it then. So I was like, ah, okay, well, cool. <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. You've and, died. But I'm not going to fight. Like, okay, fine. Like, that's no, Ferrari. No. Like, I'm not going to fight it. Um, and so I'm sitting there and everyone around me is going, oh, have you seen, have you seen the car? Oh, I've, seen it. I've seen it in the back room. I've seen it. I was like, someone just show me a picture. Can someone just show me a <laughs> No, no, so I'm not going to So I'm sitting there and Paul and Tony are trying, wait, show us the car. And I'm going, mate, I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. I'm not going to see it till tomorrow. Like, Ferrari aren't letting me see it. I'm here with Shell. We don't care. Send us some pictures. Find some pictures. <laughs> And so I'm sitting there and I'm working away, slaving away, trying to make content. And I get an email in my inbox from Ferrari and it's the official press release. So I send photos into the group going, here guys, here's the press release. And Tony goes like, already seen it. Yeah, it's like three hours before. It's released online. It was released online by Ferrari before the exclusive event, which I wasn't allowed to attend, a day before I was allowed to see the car in public. So I didn't necessarily have the exclusive. I will give you that. But uh, I did get to see it. What are your thoughts? Well, it sort of goes over my head, mate, because I, I'm not going to buy one. You can't say that. So It's Ferrari. Okay. So, yeah, it's nice. No, come on, be honest. No, it's lovely, mate. But, but what? But, I mean, I don't really normally get that excited in general for hypercars because it's not what I'd look to buy. Yes, they're lovely to look at. Yes, they're probably mega... Um, but, but yeah, I never really, like, I get more, more excited about a supercar or a sports car because that's what I buy. Okay. I, I'm with you there. And we've spoken about this quite a lot on the podcast before that I'm the same as you, you know, sometimes these two million pound cars come out and I'm going, like, who cares? Like, yeah. get over yourself. Who drives them? They don't even drive them. They just look at them. But this is Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the Icona series, which I think is a fantastic concept. And it's based essentially on a LaFerrari, like one yeah. of the best cars ever. So let me ask you some specific questions. Then. Okay. What do you think about the way it looks? I think it looks good. I disagree. Right. <laughs> good. Because this is the reason why we have a podcast. It is. <laughs> I actually don't think it looks good. I think right. it looks impactful. Mm. I, I applaud the braveness of the design, as in it has incorporated all of these sort of retro historic elements correct uh brought in a whole lot of new functional aero and all this kind of stuff and it's all like brilliant 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 but i do think it's a bit ugly like i don't, I don't think it's beautiful i think the monza the sp1 and sp2 stunning cars mm. i think the daytona's not pretty i think it might be in different specs you think it's a bit of a mongrel a little bit yeah all right but in the flesh it's i mean maybe uh, 
Do you see LaFerrari in it when you look at it? Not overly. I see a lot of different Ferraris in it when I look at it. So Testarossa comes to mind a little bit at the back, or mm-hmm. is it the 512BB? Sure, yeah. Yeah, a bit of that. Um, so they have they have gone back into the heritage, and sometimes they do that, right, where they'll kind of make stuff where... And the front, the front looks... The front does actually look a little bit weird. Um, from different angles. From, from, from head on, it's very strange. Yeah. But but I do like the look of it. You know, hypercars are supposed to look like, wow, you know, they're supposed to look like different to anything else. You know, that's the, one of the whole points of them. And mate, don't forget, do you remember when we first saw the 720S? Yeah, I know. I we mean, thought I, it was a disaster. <laughs> any kind of futuristic design, new design, is always abrasive at the start. Mm. Even the M3, M4. <gasps> well, look at them now. And people oh, are oh, now good, starting yeah, yeah. to... Oh, it's quite good looking. It's yeah. actually not that bad. And if, if you've got black grills on them, it, you, you would never know. It just gets hidden in the car. Yeah, it can be super aggressive. Looking, yeah. But in the flesh, the Daytona is a lot more laugh than pictures. Fair. It looks like a LaFerrari with a body kit. Yeah. So it's a lot more laugh in the flesh. Okay, so thoughts on the fact that it's a simple, naturally aspirated, insanely high-revving, powerful V12 engine and not a hybrid. Well, bravo. Bravo, Bravo, mate. Sort of surprising, but I think Ferrari really understanding their clientele. Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see how they get around the emissions thing because it's obviously got stupid emissions or it's really dead quiet with loads of cats in it. It's that. Is it? It is so quiet. Okay. I thought it was electric. Okay. So they did this whole thing going, it's basically the 812 Competizione engine, sort of lightened and then made more powerful. So I was like, oh my God, it's going to be unbelievable. Like what a thing. In the pit lane, they did the parade lap with the three old cars. So the 330, P3, P4, the P4, the... Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Those started up proper sound, proper old school sound. I genuinely couldn't hear the Daytona that I ran over to Shmi and I went... Oh my God, do you think it's moving on? You remember the laugh you used to have the electric from the battery? For st- about three miles. For about three miles. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, is that what they're doing? He was like, no, no, no. It's just really quiet. And someone commented on my video being like, I can't believe you cut away when the cars drove off. I wanted to hear the Daytona. Mate, you couldn't hear it at all. Yeah. So that's but, not an exciting part. But could you not hear it because of all the fire breathing stuff that was yes. around it maybe 100 percent, okay, 1 fair. million percent but it's mm. still quiet okay um uh so that's disappointing but yes i think i think fantastic for i did it because the icona series is supposed to be celebrating the past right yeah. it's supposed to be reaching back into the heritage you know the daytona name came from this iconic race that where ferrari just dominated and, and this is the whole and so whilst they're doing amazing things for our in terms of hybrid technology 296 what a looking i mean that we'll come back to that in a second yeah for the Icona series, I think it made sense to have a big, hunking, great V12. Um, so that, w- that was cool to see. But at the same time, I think almost weirdly, like, aged the car slightly. Like, I was quite surprised. I was like, oh, wow, I really thought at least it would have an iteration of the laugh powertrain or something. Mm, yeah. It does, it, does, it does look from photos, again, it does probably, if you put that side by side with a laugh you'd probably say that the Laugh is the newer car. Take the number plates off. Because it does look, in places, look a bit old. Whereas the Laugh is really like, oh my God, the wing mirrors. You know, it is just like nothing else, the Laugh, you know? I would say in person, it's more impressive the Daytona because you really notice some of the curves and the details. Like there is so much going on in that car. And I actually have to say, the minute it came off the stand, the minute I saw it out on track, it was stunning and spectacular. Two million? Two million euros. 1.7 1.7 million yeah. quid is 1.8 million yeah. I mean, and then you can spec it up with TaylorMade and Atelier and, you know, it'll be silly. I mean, silly, silly money. So but they're making quite a few. 599. Right. 100 more than the Monzas. And apparently that was because essentially in some countries you couldn't have a Monza because it didn't have a windscreen so it right. didn't pass the restrictions so people were pissed off. Yeah. So they'd made more of these so that all the Monza people could have one and then all the people who couldn't get a Monza could have one of these. It's amazing the way that Ferrari operate, isn't it? As Unbelievable. In, you know, when you think that they are just, I mean, they're not mass producing these cars, but I know why they're doing it because they have an sh- unbelievable customer base. And I think in general, on average, an average Ferrari owner owns three cars. 
Yeah, probably three Ferraris. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, three Ferraris. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, what yeah. I'm saying. So, no, for so sure. if you're a Ferrari customer, yeah. on average, you own three Ferraris. You've got, uh, you got a 599 GTO and an FF and a... What, and a whatever you've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, so, you know, all the time there's all this money sloshing around the world and all these all these people can keep buying these cars. The manufacturer, they are a business, mate. They're going to oh keep making Oh, my God. Them. Absolutely. And you know of what? Of I... We have been a, a little critical of Ferrari over the last 12 months and so how we many should cars be, they've been making and yeah. where they've been taking the brand. Going to that event, oh my God, my love and passion for that company just was fully reignited. And actually, I sort of looked at it and I went, I, it makes sense. You know what? I kind of get it because swinging around this, you know, track, which, you know, Mugello, beautiful, beautiful circle. I don't know how many people were there. A few thousand. All of them Ferrari customers. Mm all of them with stupid money, yeah. jumping out their 488 Challenge Evo, whatever's, driving home in their 812 GTSs or their SF90s, yeah. walking up and specking their 296s. Yeah. Daytona, you know, half of the people there got Daytonas on order. I mean, it's, it's another just, world, mate. mate, money, 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 yeah. money. And yeah. so if you're that company, I walked into what they were calling their sort of, you know, the dealership almost <laughs> where they had a lineup of cars. If I had the money, I would have picked every single one. Yeah. I mean, and that's what people were that's doing. You know, do. it was just, it was 812 Competizione looked incredible. Yeah. And off the record, someone who really, really would know this kind of stuff said that the car to have. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. from Ferrari right now if you're into driving is the Competizione okay. it is way better to drive by, than the TDF but as terrifying and they, they pick it over anything so that was very interesting I thought because I thought maybe that car would be a bit too much and a bit too pointed but anyway apparently it looked incredible sounds Two, good as well oh my god the clips mm. of that online 296 UTB blew me away yeah. absolutely stunning in the flesh and weirdly that was the car that I feel like people were most excited about and before the Daytona amount of people I was speaking to were going, oh, 296, you know, oh, the emissions, oh, the, the technology, oh, it looks so good. That was the car people were, and you also got quite excited when we were in Cannes talking to that dealer, yeah. and they were talking about the 296, you went, oh my God, that car makes sense. Like, no, 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 I, I, mean, I, I mean, I'd have one of them. What a theoretical like, bargain. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely unbelievable. I, 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 I'm more interested in that than them hypercar things. Yeah, that's fair. That I, I can go and have one, I can buy yeah. one then. Yeah, so, do it. <laughs> no, no, I, mate, I, I probably Please will. Please like, do it. You know, what were they, late twos, 300 grand? I think it'll be three. I think it'll be 330 for a nice spec With a nice spec yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What, what, I know it's a V6, but again, from clips, it sounds incredible. It oh, will drive. It properly. will drive unbelievably. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there was a lot to be excited about walking around. As I say, really reignited my passion for the brand and surprisingly turned me onto a car that I didn't think I would ever really consider but now have arranged a meeting to go and spec one. From? The Portofino M. Oh my. No, mate. Mate. What has happened? But no, that was me a month ago. Heck 
on this podcast I've been like ah oh, poor Fina's not really a Ferrari is it like I've slated that car basically oh my good lord so obviously crazy moment going to collect a car from the Ferrari factory I've been lucky enough to do it a couple of times this was pretty damn special uh, drove away in a beautiful spec rare historic colour not quite sure what it's called uh, lovely tan or anyway lovely interior spec to the nines the M is essentially a rover. <laughs> Without a roof. Without a roof. So it's you know it's a Portofino basis, but you get all you get the eight-speed gearbox, you get race mode on the Manatino, you get the up a little bit more power, you get slightly better looks. Like it, it's all the bits from the Roma yeah, moved yeah, over yeah. to the Portofino, and we know how much we love the, the Roma. Yeah. It's obviously a lot heavier because it's foldable roof, and the Portofino's always been heavy. Yeah. But as a car to drive, and I'm talking about as a theoretical replacement for an F-Type for a 911 Carrera S, you know, as a car to live with, not as your mid-engine supercar. Bentley Continental GT. Exactly, exactly. Oh my God, because it was wonderful to drive. Not like totally manageable, 600 horsepower. Yeah, yeah. So lovely gearbox. I was on winter tires in the cold, so got caught out a couple of times but you know you have to warm it up when you start pushing on you know it's so nice to drive made a great noise because it's like the Roma it's the OPFs are, are up in the engine so yeah. the exhaust is basically straight through straight so you get, through. you get a lot of noise yeah. fantastically comfortable and usable I fitted Shmi and Bradley's cameraman in there with me when we went to dinner so three adults in the Portofino all the tech had Apple CarPlay like, so nice and I sat there on one of the days at Mugello and I'd driven up around the back of the circuit to film some things and I was looking at it and I was going, you know what, that for me is now the affordable Ferrari. Like, like that's a 200k car well, specced up. It's, it's the entry, that's oh, the entry level it? car. Yeah. And in my life, like, hey, the 360 is all the mid-engine Ferrari I need right now. So there's no, I'm not going to go and buy an F8 Tributo, it's not for me. But as a thing to run alongside that, a front engine convertible, like I say, it's a natural progression from an F-Type. Oh my god, I was like literally, so I went up to the guys at Dick Glover, I'm like, I'm coming in, I'm specking one up. Now, long story short, I don't think I'm going to be able to afford one anytime soon. I'm oh, he's lost the plot. No! Honestly. Why? Because you have been seduced by that brand for a few days. You've had the roof off, you've had your mates in the car, you've, you've, you've explained how nice it is and how good it is, you've realised that maybe is kind of a Roman with a roof off although I disagree it's still a Portofino semi-affordable in the grand scheme of things well it is semi-affordable and again we all get attached to these things cars whatever if we know we can afford them but then in reality when you actually and mate I've had this from you for about five or six (laughs) years now so you get awfully excited and then actually, when you get dialed back down a bit and say, Sam, please, don't do it. Well, actually, maybe you're right. <laughs> so, please. <laughs> no, but you're not right, because I think for me, it's actually a fantastic car, a proposition. I might. Well, you won't. <laughs> I might. <laughs> the thing is... It's not a Roma, mate. No, see, I've actually... Okay. Shocking statement here. Here we go. I don't like the Roman anymore. I like to throw the Portofino in. You're joking? I've gone off. Oh, for God's sake. Do you know what? I've gone off the Roma. Walking around the paddock, a sea of Ferraris, I discounted the Roma so quickly. Yeah. As in like, nah. Yeah, but because you've been surrounded by, you know, that... that Mate, I was freaking out about a Portofino. Yeah, but, but that's because you, I don't know, because you discounted it and now you're counting it. You'll be back to the Roma next week. It's really peculiar. It's <laughs> okay, so just to address my peculiar operations. <laughs> you can't blame me. I've just spent a weekend in Italy with a Ferrari from the Ferrari factory in yeah. a beautiful spec yeah. with no limit, as in like, you could drive it, I could drive it anywhere, as fast as I like, in as many different situations. I lived with that car, how am I not gonna fall in love with it? Like, I'm sorry, like, put me in a Renault Zoe, I'm probably gonna come away and go, God, the Zoe's, I'm just that kind of guy, like, it's a free Ferrari for the weekend, how am I not gonna walk away going, I want that car, I wanna live this life, like, because also, the other thing is, we sit here and we're like, oh, poor thing, I love, a load of crap, like, entry level. Everywhere I went in that car, 
people were like, wow, beautiful. Oh, what the car, what the color. And I was like, yeah. Because in Italy as well, where they absolutely adore Ferrari. Absolutely adore Ferrari. So, but, but yeah, people do poo-poo the, the Portofino. And even the standard one, mate, it's a good car, you know. Of course. And in the real world, shock horror some of you, it's faster than the Speciale. The Portofino in the real world on the road on a English bumpy B road on a on a European B road. Uh, and I know, faster or as fast? Okay, as fast. Yeah. And I know this for sure because last year, no, sorry, the year before, you I couldn't went, get away from. One. I couldn't get away from my pal in his, in his normal Portofino <laughs> in my Speciale, and I was going flat, <laughs> and I couldn't get away. So from So something him. more about your driving ability, probably, but anyway, yeah, probably a little bit more, but. Yeah, in general, it is a, a it is a it is a good mate. A very good car. It's a Ferrari. Yeah, it's so a it's Ferrari. It's not going to not be a good car. No, you're right. Um, but I think the M is a step forward for me personally. Having driven both, I found the M to be a bit more me than the standard. The previous Fair. car was a bit too soft. This this had it sort of you know it stepped up. And no, I really enjoyed it. And hey, who knows? Like at, at this point, the thought of buying a two hundred grand car whilst I'm also looking at expensive cars to replace the X3, and I got the three sixty and lots of things coming about well I, I can't say anything else um it, it seems a lot but because of the production delays you know we're looking at a car late next year early 23 and i kind of feel like a ferrari yeah if i ordered a portofino m it's going to be late 22 early 23 portofino m. um i there's a part of me right so i've had this amazing life the last five six years i, I bought a ferrari as i one of the cars i dreamed of but also also bought a ferrari that was a dream you got married got married driven a for <laughs> thanks Got married. Got married. Got married. Bought my dream Ferrari. Oh god. Uh, um, drove a Formula One car. You know all these. All these. All okay. What Formula One car have you driven, mate? Well, I wouldn't. I'd want a proper one or not at all. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll, I'll restrict you. Five thousand revs. It's not a proper Formula One car. I could have drove faster than a Renault Clio, really. <laughs> I cannot explain. My whole soul is crumbling inside. I actually want to hit you. Because I know you're really only saying this to wind me up. But it's working so well. And I'm just, hold on a second. Let's talk about two series again. I just needed that breath there. To come back to what I was saying. I think one of my final, not one of my final goals, but my, one of my next goals within this life is to order a Ferrari from the factory, to buy a new Ferrari. And I'm coming with you. Thank you. And at the moment, in my life and everything I've got going on, a Portofino M is right at the top of that list. Fair. Mainly because it's the only one I can afford. Anyway, but or that's potentially also, afford. But that's, also that's, a, but that's right, that's you know. Also fair, yeah. uh, anyway, so let's move on. Uh, unbelievable weekend, very, very cool. Uh, the trip continued, I had an amazing time. Uh, drove two very rare manual Lamborghinis an LB640 and a Mark I Gallo Superleggero, both factory optioned oh, right. with manual gearboxes. Really rare, yeah. Really rare. Weirdly, and Paul Wallace kind of agreed with this, I actually think both suited the E-gear more. Okay. I think the LB640 was, was, was a nicer car to drive with the manual gearbox, but actually both, I would just, I would stick with the E-gear. Weird thing to say, and I know you probably agree with well, me slightly. Well, uh, as I've said to you before, rare isn't always good. No, rare isn't always good. So in those situations, it was it was a great experience and unbelievable, but I think the car's just, yeah, suited that weird E-gear. It's part of the character, part of the persona of, of, of those cars, I yeah. think. Um, and then I also drove a car, it's been on my bucket list for a long time, Alfa Romeo 8C. Oh, now what are your thoughts about that? Terrible car. Okay, here we go. Round two. Ding ding ding. Why? But just won't drive. I've actually never driven one. <laughs> My mate Bob said. I can't. No, 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 no. I don't have any judgment on it because I don't care about it. It looks very nice and it sounds good. Uh, a bit like a Maserati, really. And I'd imagine it drives worse than one of them. <laughs> Does it? Well, okay, so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> This is a car that's yeah, been in my bucket list forever. I don't know why, I've never really had an opportunity to get close with one, drive one, whatever, so I've always wanted to because it theoretically ticks so many of my boxes, right? Italian, basically Ferrari engine, amazing no, sound, beautiful. Work. Exactly, yeah. perfect, right on my street. Right on. Um, but everyone has always said, oh, but it's, it's a bit crap. Like, oh, it's, cra you know, it's a bit crap. Mm. So I went to film this car and totally got blinkered by the emotion 
and the fact that I finally had the opportunity to drive. And it was a beautiful day. I was in Switzerland, stunning, amazing quiet roads. The car was just perfect. Mm. Sounded unreal. Mm. And so I'm like, who on earth says this car's bad? Like, what a thing. So now that it's been a few days, I will admit the steering is heavy and a little bit nonsensical. The car actually feels a bit sort of heavy and slightly wafty. Slow. Uh, maybe slow, but in in its era, probably fast enough. Okay. Um, the gearbox, of course, is a dodgy old F1 style gearbox, so Brakes. not not good. They were uh, squishy, yeah. but you know, at its in its moment, in its time, it was probably a little bit more capable than it is now. It's quite harsh to look at it in today's you know yeah. sort of world and, and judge it, but I don't think that actually matters. <laughs> Because it represents, I don't think Alfa were ever going to do that again. Of course not. It was a very special collaboration of all the best parts of FCA, the Fiat Group at the time. Um, and, <laughs> and as a thing, what a thing. Yeah. And to just waft around, and which is what I did, I cruised around the Swiss mountains, went to get coffee in Switzerland, yeah, yeah. I had the best time. Yeah. Um, I think it was great. And it's exactly where I would want to drive it. Yeah. Absolutely nowhere else at 40 mile an hour on a Swiss road, get a coffee. Making some noise. Up, roof down. No, it's a coupe, it's a coupe. Oh, oh sorry, it's yeah. a coupe one. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Hopefully Windows roof Windows down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if the roof's down, you'll be quite worried. <laughs> Something's definitely gone wrong at that point. <laughs> but it's one of those ones where I think we always fall into the trap. We talk about falling into the trap a lot, you know, quick to criticise when you've driven lots of other things, especially more modern things. Yeah. Oh, it's a lot of crap. And maybe dynamically it is. Maybe dynamically it is crap. But I think it's so much more than its dynamic capability. It's basically Italian Aston Martin. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a sense of occasion. Yeah. And that has to be applauded. But their values are quite insane. Of course. Are they 200 grand more? In the UK over 300 oh no yeah. mate they were okay so they've easily doubled in value in the last five or ten years for sure 110 grand list yeah um they stayed at, around there for a while they were 150 for a long time they were 150 170 ish yeah and now they've absolutely flown it's exactly what's going to happen with the project 7f type okay <laughs> So that's one you up. Um, but yeah, a very special thing. And it was one of those weird videos where, you know, I spent the whole time just talking about how perfect it was and, and yeah. I, I couldn't understand anyone, how anyone would slate it. And yeah, a few days later, I've gone, okay, well, you know, I, I understand why people don't like it, but I, I, for me, it's kind of, per I would have one in a heartbeat. Perfect. In that scenario, at that time, at that specific point in your life. If yeah. If you drove it today, now in the UK, actually today in the freezing cold you think oh my god let me out of this i don't think i would because yeah. i like that kind of stuff i like that kind of stuff oh, you know but i know you do i just i just cannot manage it mate. <laughs> honestly anything that's doesn't work i'm not interested like i said i've done my days of laying underneath calves sodding about messing around <laughs> not being able to stop the stupid thing or not even be able to turn it on no way. You're really so I'll just have a nice modern one, really, with a nice heating. Well, actually, speaking about that, you're sort of carless at the moment. You've got the special bit, which obviously this time of year you're not using a ton. Um, not at all. At all. <laughs> and at one stage you were sort of flirting with things like Bentley Continental GTCs and stuff. Are you? What, what's going on? Are you? Are you in the market for a car well, still? What's yeah, taking you fancy? Yeah. Well, I mean, I look at the reason why I haven't bought nothing much is everyone's everything's too much money. So I'm almost waiting for something to come up, but. I don't know, I think I've gone back SUV again now because I want something for the winter. But yeah, I, I, I really, really, really studied the, the new Continental GT because I thought, oh, I'll waft around in that for a few months, that'd be perfect. And then obviously the Roma as well. But then, like, I talked myself in and I talked myself out and, like. A bit like me. Do, do I, really, do I? I mean, I've got 40 modern cars at work. Like, do I need another one that I'm going to fund? Because again, there's no point in me paying for something because I means I've got to pull the money from the business or take it from somewhere and I can use it for work. So then I fund it. So then it's just another unnecessary 1,500 quid, two grand a month when I'm not short for a car anyway. So 
if they're the right money, then then fair enough, the business can buy it and I'll drive it while and put it up for sale, which is what I do do sometimes. But I'm not gonna give all the money for one, especially in the job that I do, you know, like there's just, I just don't see, really see the point anymore, you know? No, fair enough, I, I get that. And, 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 and I'd sort of forgotten that that, that was your stance, but I, I, I know I, I also forgotten about the Roman, the fact that we try to convince you to buy one. Um, but that's not out, mate. No, no, it's not, Ian. In, in the spring, I, I, you know, I might decide that actually, do you know what? Because when we get more, when we can do some more trips, again. I was going to say. I mean, you know, it's it's a weird time of year for, for for those of you who aren't in the UK, um, uh, this sort of t- or don't live here. You know, this time of year things do really quieten down. There's you no, know, there's not a lot of the places to go or things to do, especially in nice cars. Exactly, we're not going anywhere. So uh, whilst whilst we might uh, head off on a sort of you know Swedish or Scandinavian adventure at some mm. point in the snow, um, you know, aroma. No. <laughs> Good. Yeah. So let's finish things off with an exciting announcement that just came out this morning. From who? Aston Martin. Oh, really? Because it's can't. Maybe this will be up your street. Who knows? Oh, I missed it. Official confirmation V12 Vantage. Oh, right. Yeah. And they've released a sound clip. You want to Ma- hear it? Manual? Not really. <laughs> 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 um, okay, hold on a sec, let me find it. Me is it, um, it's basically a DB11, right? We No, so we know nothing. <laughs> oh. I say no, we know absolutely nothing. Right, here we go. <laughs> now, I actually think that sounds a bit weird for a V12. Well, it, it sounds very revvy. It doesn't sound lazy like a DB11. They can sound a bit lazy, but it sounds revvy, that car. Supposedly, it's the engine from the Speedster. The, you know, the roof, the Monza rival. Right. So, a naturally aspirated V12. Right. Like, sounds off, like off an NA car. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't like those crackles at all. No. I think that's a bit odd. Manufactured, isn't it? loads of whispers about this car you know yes is it going to be manual is it going to what gearbox is going to be how limited is it going to be what's the power output all these different questions but they have now formally confirmed it which i think is exciting and i'm glad they're doing it and apparently this is a sort of last hurrah for combustion engine vantage because 2025 the vantage is going to be electric Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So there's oh, a they're going more... down the four electric route as yeah, well? Yeah, exactly. For like Vantage. So Vantage. No. no, no, no. Aston, I think, will still have combustion engine cars or hybrid cars, but the Vantage name badge, they're going to use that iconic Vantage badge for an electric car. Like so many of these companies are, you know, they're using some of their most iconic names, ba- brands, badges to launch their electric car. Interesting. Very, right? So what else are they going to sell? They're just going to sell electric cars? No, no, no. As I say, so I think you're going to probably have the DB range will be hybrid, right. a hybrid front engine. Right. Then you're going to have the supercar range, which is like the Valhalla's and things like that. And then you're going to have an electric Vantage. Right. So okay. it'll be a variation. And what about the DBX? What's that going to be? God knows. Will it still be around? Well, well you'd so, think that they'd four. make that electric. Would they make it electric though? Well, I think big hybrid in that. Mm, yeah, maybe. Yeah, because yeah, you're gonna, you know, it's gonna be even heavier. Heavy car, heavy, don't want to add batteries to that. It's no. Seventeen tons. Yeah. <laughs> Won't get around a corner. No. Uh, but no, I think it's good to see. It's exciting to see. I'm really intrigued to find out more details. They're really teasing it out, and I hope that's not because they're actually struggling to build it. As in, do you know, what I mean, it's been sort of teased for such a long time. Production mules and stuff like that. I hope they're not just going, it is coming, but we can't tell you how or why because we don't really know yet. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, but but it, apparently dealers are sort of expect, ex, accepting uh, letters of intent or okay. you know, interest. Yeah. So something's going to happen. And I'm going to keep my eyes on it because I think it'll be very exciting, but it's going to be big money. I reckon 185 grand plus options, I reckon. Oh. No, it's a Turbo S rival, supposedly. And more money. Yeah, it'll be a lot. And I lose money. more money. I mean, oh, I'll lose a just ton by of the money, time. Right? Yeah, I think that's yeah, nice. yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway, so that brings up uh, up to date, I guess. You know, brings to close with everything that's been going on. Oh, we were going to also talk about that that BMW XM. Oh, I'd like to talk about that. Yeah. So the thing which kind of got revealed early this week, it was supposedly a near production concept uh, from BMW of this kind of insane. SUV, hybrid, 700 horsepower, monster. thousand pounds of a talk. It, it, when they say, like, uh, concept, blah, 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 that means it's coming. It means it's coming. They're just testing the market. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and it won't be far off what you've seen photographs-wise. Um, interesting what they've done with some of the design as well, with the lights that go into the reflectors. Uh, I actually quite like that. I, I'm not so sure about what they've done with the headlights because they don't look like they're, they're there. So I had a really interesting... I was with BMW yesterday. Yeah. 
I don't think they're going to be very happy with me saying this, but anyway. Uh, so supposedly this is, this is a statement car. It's it's a rival for the for the Maybach Mercedes GL whatever that thing not, is not not Eurus or KN Turbo S rival. It, more than that, it, right. it, it's more of a it's a Cullinan. It's you know it's oh, right. all about it's huge money right for a very elite customer. It's a China Middle East car. Okay, fine. Do you know what I mean? So, so right. it's really just about yes, it will be uh, sort of uh, impressive in terms of performance, but it's really about competing at that. Upper upper echelon. So, oh my god! Because you know, there's there's a we've talked about it. I think X8 they're going to call it or something like that, which yeah. is going to be that's more their S, uh, RSQ8 rival, mm. their Eurus ish kind of rival performance SUV. Right. This is another upper echelon. Oh no! So yeah, got, I mean they got this wrong, aren't they? This is going to be nearly two hundred grand for a BMW. E- easily. Oh no! Limited numbers probably. I yeah. don't know. Or limited production run. Yeah. Stupid money. Yeah. Statement. You know, I say, and, and it really targeted at that kind of more. Yeah, China. Middle East okay. um, sort of market. You've gone off it a bit now, haven't you? Completely. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, quite intrigued by that. Because I, I just can't get round in my head that some of these manufacturers, they struggle to get to that point in the price market. Porsche, Porsche get away with it because it's Porsche, obviously. But still reasonably priced for what they but are. But still reasonably yeah. priced. Lamborghini, obviously, no problem. But when you get Audi, Mercedes probably get away with it a little bit more than Audi and BMW. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's the F1. Mm. I, I, I don't know why. Because the G-Wagon's 180-odd grand, and they sell them as a year. Wait oh, my for God. Them. There's, there's, they're everywhere in London. They're every third car's a G-Wagon at the minute. Yeah, but, but Audi's always struggled with the R8. You know, they're not at the moment, obviously, but I think they stopped making them now. But they've always struggled with that 150 grand bracket. And BMW as well, mate. Like, you sort of get to 100 grand for a BMW and you think, oh, I've got, got probably going to buy a Porsche. Yeah, exactly, mate. Yeah, so it's that, just that brand value. And I think they'll. They'll start if it's a 250 grand oh, no. XM. No, they've got yeah. it wrong. It's wrong. Maybe you're right. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so that, that brings us up to date. We've caught up. It's been, it's been fantastic to see you fantastic. once again. Fantastic. Great to record an episode. Uh, I am about to go away again, though, so we're going to be apart for another few weeks. Really? Uh, yes, unfortunately. Uh, but do not worry, guys. Uh, next week, there'll be another episode, and it's actually going to be quite a special episode. Because off the back of a few sort of specials that we've done with myself, with Shmi, even with you, Tony, kind of deep diving into people's careers or, or sort of lives online, we've got Paul Wallace coming in. We have, yeah. To do a sort of another in-depth look at uh, how he started his channel, how he built it, and what on earth it's doing today, because <laughs> we ask him on a weekly basis. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that we're not going to completely spend an hour winding him up. Hope no, it's going no. to be an interesting and insightful episode. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be with you next week, and then I'll be back from my Middle Eastern adventures uh, in mid-December, and we'll record our final few episodes of the year. Yeah, not got long now. Not, lo- not got long to go. 2022, 2022, here we come. when we will hopefully be starting the year with 50,000 subscribers and a load of live episodes. Yes. Oh, we're going to have that. We're going to chat about that after. We've got to talk about that. Uh, so yes, uh, as I say, if you've uh, enjoyed today's episode, give it a thumbs up. If you haven't subscribed yet to the YouTube channel, please do and turn on notifications. Uh, if you want to follow Tony, he's at Tony Gravelwood Car Sales on most social media platforms. I'm at Seen Through Glass on most social media platforms. We'll be back with you next week and we'll catch up with you very soon. Bye bye. See ya. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.